0: Hi, my name is Rachel Ramirez, and I'm a staff writer with Wearables magazine. In previous stories, we explored different inventions such as Subots and other automated machines, but several apparel companies are now using algorithms or artificial intelligence to change the world of fashion. So for our October issue, I wrote a feature story on how AI is transforming the apparel industry. I'm joined today by Sarah Crasley founder and CEO of Shimmy Technologies, a startup company in Brooklyn, New York, that is currently using artificial intelligence to change or speed up the conventional workflows of apparel design and manufacturing. So, Sarah, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, tell us a little bit about Shimi Technologies, when it started, what it does, and what prompted you to start the company.
1: Sure. Well, um, I've had a love of product design and manufacturing, I think, my my whole life. Um, most of my career has been sent, been spent in manufacturing segments like automotive and furniture design and uh, working with companies that design big machines that crush rocks and make roads (laughs) and things like that. Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the line, I just got really, really interested in uh, the workflows that make uh, apparel design happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I learned by doing and while I was transitioning out of those other industries, uh, I decided to develop a swimwear line um, because it's, you know, I'm glutton for punishment, so it's one of the hardest things uh, to <laughs> develop and do, um, but it was a great way for myself and my team to start using the 3D modeling tools available to apparel design teams. Uh, experiment with uh, cut and still manufacturing and really look at that workflow with an eye towards how uh, it could be optimized. And you moved so beyond the swimmer line too, right? We did, yeah. So we, you know, developed the swimmer line, we launched five different styles, um, we developed a little bit of technology that uh, helped us get 10 points of measurement from our customers um, that began a very fruitful partnership we've had in place with uh, IBM and their Watson team for a long time. And somewhere along the line, you know, we just thought, well, we're we're much better at uh, developing design and manufacturing software than we are designing swimwear. So we made the pivot and have been full steam ahead on the technology side for the last year and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And. I know
0: a lot of people and maybe many of our readers and listeners right now still have a very vague or sci-fi idea of AI. Can you talk a little bit more of what an AI
1: is and what it does? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's funny. I I meet with a lot of apparel brands and manufacturers and, you know, I sit down and I tell them about, you know, our our vision for the future of work in the apparel sector and you can tell in the room, is totally like the, the, the color drains from their faces when you begin describing artificial intelligence or AI. You know, the, the way I like to think about AI is really a means to offload a lot of the dull. Uh, and tedious work that human beings don't enjoy doing and are not good at in the first place. Um, you know, you can think about it as, um, you know, things that are, are, you know, tasks that are extremely repetitive are great uh, ways for artificial intelligence to, to come in and to um, really improve a workflow. So uh, to take a step back, if we really look at AI at large, um, you know, we hear a lot of different terms being thrown around. There's this idea of machine learning, um, which is computer science that will use algorithms to, uh, learn from a vast set of data or make predictions from it. Um, you know, sometimes an algorithm will be built to, uh, go further on its own without having a computer scientist or a data scientist there to kind of tell it what to look for or what to solve for. Um, And these are different types of environments within uh, AI. Uh, Then beyond that, you can um, layer in subject matter expertise So um, when you start having tools that are very, very specific to an industry um, or an application uh, to a specific job, uh, you might have an AI that's been trained uh, with some natural language understanding so it can listen to a voice and be able to take that data and do something meaningful with it. it can sometimes take that data and turn speech into text um, and it can even go further and optimize that speech um, for for deeper applications
0: and I know that Shim, you you mentioned that you use AI to take down measurement sizes so that you don't have to manually write it down yourself and cutting down that production time what um, other things are you using AI for
1: well, there's several machine learning uh, applications within um, our portfolio of solutions but you know really uh, we're not developing tools uh, just for the sake of using AI we really really want to look at workflows that are outdated, uh, that don't bring the person doing the work much joy Mm. uh, and think about ways that they can collaborate with machines to do that work faster, um, to find more enjoyment in the work um, and to uh, just allow us to meet these insane um, uh, number of skews (laughs) that seem Mm -hmm. to be Um, piling up on, on everyone's desk as, you know, our culture changes. You know, the way people shop, uh, is, is very different than the way that they used to. You know, we used to have very defined seasons and, um, more predictable drops and, and now, um, you know, people are shopping for apparel on their phones or through social media and the way they're shopping is very, very based on trend and, the system we have in place to deliver clothes is just too rigid and manual uh, and cumbersome to be able to uh, help the people responsible for designing and making the clothes to deliver it on time while that trend is, is actually still relevant. So we feel like there are a lot of opportunities for uh, different types of artificial intelligence uh, to come in and streamline those workflows.
0: And Kind of the flip side of that, people have this perception that AI will soon take over our jobs. Um, is that true? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the other downsides?
1: Well, I think um, I think that's a very very narrow way of looking at AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there, you know, the, the best way to really think about it is that. Uh, the way we work, uh, particularly in this industry, um, you know, is ridden with, you know, redundant work, um, tools and uh, data files that don't talk to each other, um, that aren't interoperable with one another, um, in many cases aren't hosted in the cloud, so they can't play with artificial intelligence at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we, we can look at all that and say, okay, that's technology and those are our problems with technology, but we can also think about the human being who's running through endless drop down menus and converting files into different formats and cut uh, and pasting and copying and pasting data into different files because, um, you know, they don't have data architecture that allows things to to carry over cleanly. And um, the types of uh, improvements that we're suggesting are just things to help that person's workflow run more smoothly, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the person that we're focusing on um, with our initial set of tools is the technical designer, and uh, as I'm sure everybody who's you know reading your your magazine uh, or listening to this podcast knows, like these people. Are extraordinary. Uh, when I first started looking at the apparel industry and watching them at work, I was just marvelled at the way these people can look at a garment and something happening with that garment in 3D. You know, it's on a fit model, and the garment is performing in the way that they wanted it to. They they see how they want the garment to change. And they can, in their heads, on the fly, uh, make a pattern correction in two-dimensional geometry. Mm -hmm. So they can look at something that's, you know, in 3D or even moving in 4D um, when they're looking at the drape of a fabric uh, and turn that into two-dimensional geometry. Like, that's a really powerful brain. And when we looked at how these folks are spending their time, a lot of it is just doing manual data entry. Mm -hmm. So... We, we don't think that we're going to eliminate the profession of the technical designer at all. We, we just think we're going to allow these folks to um, get onto the work that brings them more joy. Uh, and fulfillment, which is, you know, what they tell me is the reason they got into technical design in the first place uh, is because that they want people to be in clothes that fit them. Uh, They want to think about new and interesting ways to improve people's experiences wearing clothes, you know, albeit that uh, having more wearable technologies included in the garments um, or even just Improving someone's expectation of how something's going to fit and I just think we need to free up their time and their brains To be able to do the type of creative problem-solving that's necessary to do that And we just can't if they're doing all of this redundant boring work that um, Machines are really good at, at doing anyway,
0: right? And why why should companies invest in AI overall? What what are some of the things that? other things Besides what you mentioned, that AI can do to benefit apparel companies?
1: Well, I really think that if companies are not investing in AI, they're going to go out of business. I mean, it's just like, you know, the question at this point is asking me why companies should stop using fax machines and start, like, investing in, in computers. It's just, you know, every. A company that I talk to in apparel is is using AI, and it would just be very very foolish uh, to not think about ways to save time, uh, increase speed to market, uh, and and streamline existing processes. Um, the way AI um, is being utilized. So I just had the wonderful opportunity to participate in New York Fashion Tech Lab, which is an accelerator based here in New York uh, of companies run by female founders um, uh, offering technology services to fashion brands. And I think every single company that was in the cohort with me this year um, was using AI and their solution base. And these, these run the gamut of... You know, a company called Link, which uses AI to improve the experiences, uh, customers have with returns. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, just improving the way, uh, chatbots, uh, react to, uh, consumers. Mm-hmm. Uh, another really, really fascinating company, um, is called, uh, um, narrative and they're using artificial intelligence to, uh, improve the experience folks have shopping on the internet. Um, so often consumers are looking for, you know, a review to tell them, you know, which particular electric kettle they should buy. And, um, narrative is doing really, really interesting things, um, to help people find the product. Um, from that organic content that's already uh, on the internet. Mm -hmm. And
0: what advice would you give um, to apparel companies that are considering shifting its gears
1: towards using AI? Well, I think, you know, an artificial intelligence strategy uh, needs to come from the top. Uh, and I think, you know, it gets back, Rachel, to the question that you asked earlier about um, AI taking away jobs. And I think if you're going to develop an AI strategy, you really have to be in the proper mindset to do it. So, um, you know, this is not just improving business processes like, you know, the examples that I've given, um, but really reimagining business processes. So really taking the lid off of those brainstorming sessions uh, and really just imagining a delightful experience uh, and then figuring out the tools out there that can help you get there. You know, I heard um, the CEO of Airbnb talking about uh, how they designed their initial customer experience. And they talked about um, imagining an experience that was at a level one, at a level two, three, four, five, and then turning it all the way up to 11. And, you know, an experience at 11 is like you get into the airport and there's a parade given in your honor and <laughs> you're carried uh to, you know, your Airbnb where an amazing itinerary has been planned out for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, the existing Airbnb uh, experience is probably somewhere there in the middle where, you know, you you check in and it's a seamless experience with the app and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh in that way, I think executives – Um, developing an AI uh, strategy needs to really have that very, very blue sky brainstorming in the initial stages. And then, you know, you have to deal with fear. So, like I talked about in the beginning of our interview, um, you know, when AI is brought up, there's, there's obviously a lot of fear because some people view that as, well, the more that I contribute to this conversation and the more I bubble up ideas about the things that are broken, the more ideas I'll give these strategists on ways that, um, you know, they can eliminate my job. Uh, and the way to overcome that is really, again, it falls on the shoulders of the leadership to develop a culture uh, that is really um, uh, right for experimentation, Um, and trying things out and maybe having a lot of failures, but failing forward. Uh, So you're learning from those failures. Mm -hmm.
0: And how do you see AI now transforming the fashion industry? You can also relate back to your um, company and what it's doing towards that change.
1: Well, I think, um, you know, the examples I talked about in terms of improving The customer experience, um, really tracking more data on customers as they make purchases and have experiences within, um, you know, retail situations is, you know, just a, a bigger data set and a bigger playground for AI capabilities to come in and do more targeted selling to consumers. Um, I'm really seeing AI very much more prevalent uh, within consumer-facing applications Mm -hmm. than I'm seeing it on on the back end and the place where we're focused, which is really, um, okay, we've got all these evocative, exciting new e-commerce experiences. Well, that's just going to result in more product, and it's a demand for more product on a very rigid old system um, that just is not flexible enough as it stands now to be able to produce more. So we really see our role in um, finding ways that artificial intelligence can be um, in the beginning phases just a great assistant to the folks within the system. Um, we're also using uh, reciprocal learning Um, in another application, we have something called Shimmy Upskill, which is uh, an application that we've built for digitally illiterate garment workers. So you were mentioning uh, that you did an interview with the folks uh, who created Sobots, and um, we know them, and they're a project partner of ours, and we, on our side, are, are really thinking about the future of work, and we know uh, that there are uh, definitely opportunities to optimize processes for apparel brands uh, and their design team specifically. Uh, but we also know that there's going to be a big displacement of workers on the manufacturing side. So because of these automation technologies like these sewing robots you're going to have a workforce um, that needs to stay relevant and needs to um, learn more skills. And we know that, you know, human beings working alongside robots are going to need to have higher digital literacy. They're going to need to be able to use the digital interface uh, and do problem solving. And um, we are, are using artificial intelligence um, in some speech-to-text applications to help workers learn those digital skills and get over the very, very typical barriers that they face of, you know, never using a computer before, um, not using, uh, never having experience using a keyboard Um so it's, it's an interesting way that we are kind of flipping it on its head. And instead of AI being, as it's seen very often, um, uh, you know, a means to fewer jobs, uh, we're looking at a way to um, increase job security and be a ladder to uh, workers moving into higher skilled, higher wage, more secure work.
0: Lastly, what can we look forward to with your company, just to wrap things up?
1: Well, I hopefully a lot of technical designers who uh, have higher enjoyment <laughs> in their jobs and are doing uh, less manual work that they don't enjoy and more creative problem-solving, which uh, they absolutely should be doing. And, you know, we need... A lot of technology is coming into fashion it, it's and it's an industry that uh, really lags behind every other manufacturing segment and um, I hope that the piece of the puzzle that, that we're focusing on um, will help that system become more flexible uh, and will help us um, better manage creative designs and, and even just be able to manage Um, You know, more diversity in sizes, and even uh, in some way help us get someday uh, to a future of on demand manufacturing and mass customization of clothes.
0: Right, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, Thank you so much, Sarah. Once again, that was Sarah (laughs) Crazy, founder of Jimmy Technologies. I'm Rachel Ramirez, and thank you for listening.